Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and along with the Church of Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, I welcome you to this radio broadcast of Shi'ar Jashub. Today, we will be concluding a sermon in the Heavenly Authority series taught by my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo. Pastor is discussing the office of the Apostle, and when we left off, he was reading from the Lord's instructions to the Twelve when he sends them out in Matthew chapter 10 to preach that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We'll pick up at verse 13. Here is Pastor Greg Scalzo. If the household is worthy, let your peace come upon it. It overflows, but if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. They have authority, right? They have authority to bind and to loose, to decide and then to bind that peace or to loose the peace and take it with them from the house. And in verse 14, you see how the apostles are treated shows the treatment of God. And whoever will not receive you, verse 14, nor hear your words, if they do not receive you, if they do not hear your words, when you depart from that house or city, shake off the dust from your feet. Don't even have the dust on you. It's symbolic. Shake off even the dust. Assuredly, I say to you, it will be more tolerable, more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. But Sodom and Gomorrah did not hear the things they hear. Sodom and Gomorrah did not see the things they saw. They did not hear the coming kingdom or see the power of Messiah. And if they who see these things do not respond, it will be worse for them than for Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment. How they treat the servants of God, the apostles of God, will determine their eternal destiny. And then you come to verse 16. Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and as harmless, innocent as doves. And we studied that last week, right? And then the Lord goes beyond the immediate short-term commission to the twelve. And as you go into Matthew chapter 10, it goes into the long-term ministry. After he's ascended, the things that would happen to them later on, and not only to them, but all those who would follow in their footsteps. Let's look for a moment in Mark chapter 3. Mark chapter 3 and verse 13, And he went up on the mountain and called to him those he himself wanted, those he wanted, and we'll see in a moment why he wanted them, those he himself wanted, and they came to him. In verse 14 of Mark chapter 3, then he appointed 12 that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach and to have power to heal sicknesses and to cast out demons. Notice those three things, the role of the apostle. They might be with him. Personal training, personal knowledge, knowing his word, knowing his teaching, knowing him. They'll be responsible for the instructions of the believers. They'll be responsible for the doctrine of the believers. They might be with him. 
Second, he sent them out to preach, right? They have to go out and to preach the gospel. We study that. And then verse 15, power, authority. That word there means authority to heal sicknesses, to cast out demons. You see it over and over again. You get a clear image of this ministry of the apostles. And then in Mark chapter 6, we have the sister passage to what we just read in Matthew 10, verse 7. And he called the twelve to himself and began to send them out, sent out. And he sent them out, we get another bit of information here, two by two, and gave them power over unclean spirits. He sends them out two by two. So if you have 12 apostles, there are six groups, right? In Ecclesiastes, it says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him. That's Ecclesiastes 4, 9 to 10. And then down in verse 12, it says, Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. By the mouths of two or three witnesses, it will be established. There's power when there's two. It's not good to be alone. The Lord could be alone and go out and minister. He had the spirit without limit. But humanly speaking, it's good for us to go out two by two. The witness is made clearer by two, one confirming the other. When the strong man tries to overpower, he might be able to overpower one, but when two are in agreement in Christ Jesus, it's very difficult. When one falls, the companion is there to lift him up. So the wisdom of Ecclesiastes is displayed here by the Lord. He sends them out two by two. And again, we read in verse 7, he gave them power over unclean spirits. In verse 8, he commanded them to take nothing for the journey except a staff, no bag, no bread, no copper in their money belts, but to wear sandals and not to put on two tunics. So they have sandals on them, but they're not to pack extra wear for a journey. And again, he says to them, in whatever place you enter a house, stay there till you depart from that place. And whoever will not receive you nor hear you, when you depart from there, shake off the dust under your feet as a testimony against them. Assuredly, I say to you, it will be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. And then we read what happens here. So they went out and preached that the people should repent. Now we're told what they preached. More of the message, right? The kingdom of heaven is near. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. And they went out and preached that people should repent, right? But look back in chapter 1 of Mark and look at verse 14. Now after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee, the start of Jesus' ministry, preaching the gospel, the good news, of the kingdom of God and saying, the time is fulfilled, the kingdom of God is at hand, repent and believe in the good news, in the gospel. So both those things, the kingdom of heaven coming, repent, 
believe the good news, were part of the message that Jesus preached in the very beginning, and we should not be surprised that when we put together Matthew 10 and Mark 6, that that is exactly the message that the apostles preached when they go out. The kingdom of heaven is at hand, and that the people should what? Repent. And sometimes I fear that we might preach the power of the kingdom of God and forget that the people need to repent. And sometimes I fear that we preach repentance, but we forget the power of the kingdom of God. They both have to go hand in hand in the message that's sent out. And Luke 9, 6 says they went preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. Here in Mark chapter 6, verse 13, it says, And they cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and healed them. And you get some more information. They went out, they preached, they cast out the demons, and they healed, they anointed with oil. One of the ways healing is brought about, they anointed with oil many who were sick and healed them. Now, you know, who is one of the 12 that's gone out here? Judas, right? And he's seen these things. He's seen this work going on. It's probably happened under his hands, which makes the betrayal even that much greater because he's tasted of the power of the kingdom of God. And then you jump ahead here to verse 30. They come back. Then the apostles gathered to Jesus and told him, all things. This is 6.30, Mark 6.30. Then the apostles gathered to Jesus and told him all things, both what they had done, right, the signs, the wonders, and what they had taught, the teaching, the preaching, the message of the kingdom, the message of repentance. And he said to them, come aside by yourselves to a deserted place and rest for a while. For there were many coming and going, and they did not even have time to eat. There's so many people coming for Jesus to pray on and to hear the word, and he tells them to come aside by yourselves to a deserted place to rest a while, a time to recharge, a quiet. If you remember back to the Old Testament part of the series, we spoke about Samuel's circuit ministry in Bethel, and Gilgal, and Mitzpah, how he would go around and judge the people and bring the word of God. But then it, was, it says that he would always return home to Ramah. There was a time of rest. After the circuit ride, there was a need to rest. After the preaching of the word, after going out on the missionary journey, there's a time that needs to happen for them to rest. Sometimes that's missing in today's churches, and that's why there's so much overload and burnout there's a time to preach, and then Jesus tells them there's a time to rest. Uh, one last thing we'll look at in Luke chapter 6, in verse 12. Now it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. And when it was day, he called his disciples to himself and from them he chose 12, whom he also named apostles. And it gives again the list of the apostles. He brings to him those he wanted. Who does he want? Well, he's out there all night 
He knows who he wants because he had spent time praying all night long before he comes out and he calls the 12. So he knows the will of the Father before the selection. And he designates, designates the 12 apostles according to the will of God. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your scriptures, Lord. We thank you for the insight into the life of these 12 men, Lord, who played such a foundational role in the forming of your church. And Father, we pray as we continue to study, Lord, that you would give us insights into the offices and the works and the gifts of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I hope the program has given you greater insight into the scriptures. And here is a wonderful idea for the Christmas season. Consider giving someone the gift of prayer this Christmas by giving them a copy of Pastor Greg's award-winning book, The Nature and Power of Prayer. It's available on Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com, and most bookstores can obtain a copy for you if they do not already have it in. That's The Nature and Power of Prayer by Pastor Greg Scalzo. And please take the time to check out our redesigned church website at www.shiarjashub.org. See Isaiah 7, verse 3 for the spelling. You'll find a library of Bible study programs, information about our church and services, articles ranging on topics from science to homeschooling, as well as our new blog feature, where Pastor Greg comments on current issues. Please join us next time for Shi'ar Jashub.